Hi, it's Phil Brown, and I'm here with David Whelan, and today we're going to talk about five questions on encryption. So question number one would be, what is encryption? Encryption is a way of wrapping the information, both the programs and the data that is on your computer, that is information that you send over the internet and information that is stored in other places. So it's a way of wrapping all of that with a secure layer that can't be uh, broken by other people. I like to compare it to a candy like an M&M or a Smartie, which has a hard outer shell uh, that you can't see through. You can't tell it at the moment when you hold the M&M in your hand that it's got a brown center. Uh, and it's not until you put the password in, and you have to have a username and a password in, in order to get into your encryption, uh, that you are able to open up that shell and see what's inside. And then from your perspective as a lawyer, to be able to use the content that, that's in there. Uh, when you're finished, different from an M&M, uh, you want to make sure that you turn the encryption back on, you close that shell back around the information so that uh, when you're not using it and when it's, uh, it's just sitting on the device or sitting in the cloud, uh, no one else can get access to it either. Right. And that little bin or, or uh, M&M that holds that information in the file, uh, you can often label it with any label you want. Right. So you can hide, you can hide the uh, encrypted device. Uh, or the encrypted uh, content, um, in many cases, what you'll do is apply encryption to your entire computer so that as soon as you turn it on in the morning, you'll put in your username and your password, you'll decrypt your device, you'll do your work during the day, you won't have to, you don't have to do anything else at that point, you're not putting in usernames and passwords all day long. And then at the end of the day, when you turn off your computer, uh, by closing down your computer, the encryption will reset and re-secure re uh, all of the information on your system. Right. Question number two, how strong does the encryption have to be? Encryption of data is described in numbers, you, the number of bits. And so you may have heard of 120-bit encryption and 256-bit encryption and so on. Uh, the number should be as high as you possibly can. And the more numbers you have, the less likely that it has been cracked by anybody. And, and so, some levels of encryption have been, have been cracked. One of the questions I once got was whether the uh, NSA, the National Security Agency, um, would be able to break into the encryption that uh, this particular lawyer was thinking about using. And I said, you know what, uh, they might be able to, um, but not everybody's going to have the, the tools that the NSA has. So you still want to have the highest level of encryption you can, and that will stop most people. Uh, and in many cases, it will stop everybody from getting access to your information. <clears throat> Question three, and one of the questions often asked would be, What's the difference between bank-level encryption and military-level encryption? And I think that that's a really good question. And I, I don't know that uh, there's a really good answer for that. What you'll do is you'll, you'll talk to somebody about uh, the encryption that they use for their product, and they'll say, oh, we use military-grade encryption or we use bank-grade encryption. And I think uh, that's not really very helpful. What you really want to ask them is uh, how many bits of encryption do they use? Uh, and then my rule of thumb is to not take what they say uh, at, at face value necessarily, but take that number and put it into Google and Google and see if uh, you can find any information that shows that that level of encryption has been cracked. Um, but typically, if they say 128-bit encryption, which is very low, uh, that's probably not enough. If they say uh, something that's over 2,000 uh, bits of encryption, uh, you're in great shape. And we're, when we're talking about bits of encryption, I mean, these are all formulas built on algorithms that just endlessly randomized numbers. Right. And I think one of the things with encryption and, and uh, the law practice is that we know we need to protect the information that the clients share with us. 
Uh, and encryption is in a way a bit of a scary tool because there are all these acronyms about which type of encryption to use, uh, how strong it needs to be, and, and so on. Uh, and I think if you get caught up in that, it can it can slow you down from just using the, the technology. Uh, and uh, I really would suggest using a web search. If you've got a term uh, that the, uh, the product that you're going to use or the vendor that you're going to use uh, is talking about, go ahead and Google it, and you will find lots of information that describes uh, that particular type of encryption and, and the number, uh, in particular, the strength of the encryption. And most encryption programs are fairly simple to use. Yes. Uh, which brings us to our next question, question number four. How much should you spend on encryption? Fortunately, encryption now has become so common that you can really avoid spending anything for it. On most business versions of Windows uh, and on uh, Apple Macintosh computers, uh, you will find that there's a either in Windows you've got BitLocker or on Macintosh you've got FileVault 2. And those come with the operating system. It's just really a matter of you turning them on. Now, if you want to use something different, you can use something like TrueCrypt from TrueCrypt.org. And that's a free software that will run on either Windows or on Macintosh. Uh, but really, the encryption tools that are uh, that you would need to use in order to properly secure your information are free. Right. Question number five, and I'll answer part of the question, would be, uh, does a lawyer or paralegal have to use encryption? And the short answer to that is no, you don't have to. There's no requirement. You don't have to use it. But the other question to ask, I suppose, is who are you protecting your information from? That's right. The big bugaboo is that we're somehow securing our technology against hackers and other people who are, are trying to attack us. And I think for the most part, uh, you're more likely to have uh, problems caused either by your staff or by theft or other uh, things beyond your control, but not things that are really geared for uh, someone who's looking for information that you actually have. They're more interested in selling the device that your information is on. There was a lawyer in uh, Scotland who is a really great example of this. Uh, she had a laptop and she'd done her work on it and she left it uh, on a, a table, uh, closed, turned off, and then went on holiday. Um, so she wasn't traveling with the laptop, even though it was portable. And while she was gone on holiday, uh, her laptop was stolen. And uh, all of the information that was on it went with it. So uh, it hadn't been encrypted. And now she had a, a problem of inadvertent disclosure. It's unlikely that the, the thief wanted the information that was on it. Uh, but it didn't help the lawyer at that point who hadn't encrypted it in advance um, with the, uh, the obligations that she had for her clients. Right. And if that happened here... Uh, the next steps would be notifying all of those clients that you had uh, breached their confidentiality, uh, advising them that they should speak to a lawyer to see if they wanted to sue you and or uh, contacting LawPro to see what steps they wanted you to take after that. A couple of years ago, encryption was a difficult technology in some cases to implement. Uh, it might even have been costly to implement. These days, it's very, very simple to turn on for Windows and Macintosh uh, computers desktops and laptops. It's easy to put onto your smartphone. Uh, it's easy to ensure that you're using it when you're transmitting information to and from uh, cloud-based services or web-based services or uh, even using email. So uh, if you have the opportunity or if you're using technology, uh, you should really be using encryption on whatever devices you're, you're using your data on. And, and just maybe a, <clears throat> a quick word about uh, using any of those third-party services and providers. Um, if your information is encrypted on their end when they're storing your information, if they get a legitimate and lawful request from a, a police agency, quite likely they are going to hand over their encryption keys uh, and any information that they hold that's encrypted will be given to the authorities. 
That's right. You can avoid some exposure there by using something called a pre-encryption tool, and those work with file synchronization in the cloud. So if you're copying files from your computer up to a site like Dropbox or Box.net, uh, you can use something like CloudFogger or Vivo, V-I-I-V-O, to encrypt the information on your computer before it gets uploaded to the uh, remote server so that even if they have to give their encryption keys over to the law enforcement agencies, uh, they won't be able to get through your encryption. They'll only be able to decrypt the outer shell of that piece of candy. Right. There's our look at five questions on encryption. Thanks, David. Thanks, Phil.